This week brings more light bulb moments and more opportunity to think outside the damn box. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. This is it. This is your Week ahead, your cosmic energy report. I am your girl, Maddie Murphy. How the hell are we doing? You know what we're going to do today? What we do every day, every Friday. We're going to look at what's going on up in the planets above and see how it affects us down below, how we can understand how to use that energy to live in more alignment with our divine assignment, and also how we can use it to zoom out. And remember, we're not just here to pay our bills and die. You are the poetry of the universe in motion. Can I get a little commotion for that? Can I get an amen? Can I just remind you of that before we talk about anything? That you are like stardust walking around the planet, connected as above, so below. So let's act like it, shall we? Okay, now that we've established that. Maddie Murphy, as I said, your cosmic consultant, your high vibe hype woman. This week in astrology, we're just doing a little high-level look at Aquarius energy. We're going to talk a little bit about Venus entering Pisces, what it means for you and your love life. But we're going to talk about, like, where is your revolution? Where is your disruption happening? And we're going to talk about the moon and the astrology, if the astrology is in real moments, and all of that good stuff. How are we feeling past the Aquarius new moon? That's my first thing I'm really curious about because I know the first part of last week was, you know, we felt one big kick up as Mars went direct on the 12th, Mercury going direct, brought another moment of clarity, but we said it might feel kind of hard right after that. And, you know, in the beginning part of last week, Monday through Wednesday, we had just, it it was sticky, right? Like that, what was it? The 16th to the 18th and 19th, um, we had Pluto conjunct the sun and things were coming up. But then we talked about there was going to be an energy shift as we move into the later part of the week. That Aquarius new moon brought in the lunar new year and really brought in a chance, like a new beginning emotionally for all of us, right? We have the spring equinox is another version of the new year, more of like the get up and go out, out, out energy. Whereas the lunar new year brings like, ah, okay, emotional clarity And the first understanding of like, ooh, the taste or the understanding of what the vision is for 2023. And we can begin to have some sort of open roads of taking first steps or some movement towards that, right? So I'm curious. I know a lot of you are DMing me, posting about it in our community, feeling that shift. And we're always grateful for a nice energy shift. We're always grateful for the astrological awareness that we're not going to be maybe one place forever. Because when we're in a sticky moment, energetically, it feels like we're going to be there forever. Uh, Hello. Virgo announcements before I get started. I'm I'm apologizing. I should have known with the retrogrades. I just kept going to do 
the email for my one-on-one mentorship and things just kept coming up and it didn't feel aligned. And I was like, if it doesn't feel aligned for me, it's probably isn't for my people either. So that email is going out next week. I'm going to Florida, Miami and Naples. I'm really excited. So, you know, hit me up if you're down there, like hit me up. I would get coffee. I'm keeping a pretty light schedule. Just want to like do some research and reading and kind of plug in and I'll be doing, you know, some of my client work. But that is when I'm definitely going to send out the email. I feel like with, yeah, Aquarius season, we feel ready to kick off for like the new moon in Pisces and maybe even like kind of feeling that out, getting ready before we kick into the spring equinox, Aries, new year beginning. So if you signed up for that, I promise I did not forget about you. I'm sorry. Normally my Virgo is way more on top of it, but these retrogrades, they affect your girl. They affect your girl too. I am not immune to them. I do not have an immunity necklace to them. So there's that. Other announcements, just come join our community if you haven't. We have a lot of cool stuff there. We're going to be gathering for the full moon in Leo on the 5th. And our full moon circles are actually led by community members. We work with our little cohort and we call them the lunar leaders. And it's fun because we get to bring different wisdom and experience and voices and stories as we gather in community, which is what the full moon's all about and reflect and give gratitude and share and and tell each other's stories and and listen and witness. And they're so magical and they're so alchemical and they're so powerful and it's so freaking cool. So if you're looking for a way to celebrate the full moon in Leo, check that out. Other Virgo announcement, the last one before we get into the baddie bundle winner, you know, I'm just really thinking about Pluto and Aquarius moving in March. This is the revolution. This is what we've been waiting for or what we've been working towards. And it's going to be the first shift, a little two-month taste of this really unprecedented time we're entering. And it's really the time for, yeah, like the visionaries, the heart-centered leaders, the people who are doing things, um, the activists, the rebels, the really intentional, conscious entrepreneurs, creatives, any one of you who is ready to bring out their most authentic self and their truth to the world to bring more peace and equity and and awareness and again just love and rest and joy and to disrupt like the systems that have kept us feeling really broken also made us feel really separate anyone who's doing work to remind us that we are not broken that we are whole and for anyone looking to do the work to dissolve the illusion of separation please come forward. And especially anyone, you know, any of our BIPOC community, any women of color, indigenous peoples, any of our LGBTQ cuties, anyone who has something to share. If you have a lived experience of being a disabled person, or you have been working on this and and doing activism or social justice work or thought leader work, or you know someone and you want to uplift their voice, I'm really for this season of the podcast, it'll start in Aries season. I really want to amplify, and we we always do here. We've had some of the most amazing people doing the most amazing work, but I just want to set the intention and be really clear. I want to talk to, yeah, the people who maybe have sacrificed some of their even likability in their quest for the truth and uh, who are just doing work and how can we support them and get their story out and learn from them, but also have ways of joining and and being part of their movements. So basically, long story short, if you have someone who you want to be in the podcast, please email us at info 
at CosmicRx.com and just put you know, in the title something about the subject line, podcast guest, and tell us who you think should be on the podcast, why, if you want to directly link us to them, great. But I just am looking for, you know, like, you know who you know, and I love who I know. Oh my God, my network, my grid work, it is divine. But I'm also just curious, like, who don't I know? Who's someone, maybe it's not on my radar, who's someone who you have heard them speak or read their work or just seen them in action and you're like, damn, like that person needs to get their message out more. We're very blessed. This podcast, I have no fucking idea how it happened because we made this on a prayer and a dream and, you know, shout out to our amazing producer, Alicia and Jessica, the team, you know, at our podcasting, the media company that produces this and edits this. Besides them, we have no idea what we're doing. They, we luckily hired experts to help us edit and produce this. But besides that, we just put this out every week and we like got the year-end report from them. And we're like, it's kind of crazy when you look at the numbers. We're like, I mean, am I reading this report right? We're like number two in Greece and Italy for spirituality. And we hit the number one in like the US charts for spirituality. And I, I don't have it in front of me. It's mind blowing. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, we're out there. You know, this is very Aquarius, um, very Uranus. We, we broadcast the message way out, right? In a bigger way. Gemini is sort of broadcasting the message to your to your community and, and sort of social media. And there's certain things that feel more Uranian, right? It's when something goes viral or it's something in like the mass waves or like TikTok, things that are like really, woo, spread fast. So I'm like, we're in the spirit of Aquarius season, but now thinking into this age of Aquarius that we're fully going to be stepping into, I want to know who is out there, whose message can we amplify, can we support, whose voice can we lift up? So yeah, let us know. Email us at info at CosmicRx. Thank you. Y'all the best. I love you. My heart is just so lit up by each and every one of you. And let's talk about, speaking of thanking you, Batty Bundle winner. So Batty Bundle winner, if you want to win three free months to our community where you get live new moon, full moon calls, you get a full moon guide of all the astrology and rituals and tarot spreads for the month, personal horoscopes, and also just uh, access to this super glorious, beautiful community of like-minded folks who are cosmic and conscious and like modern mystics and just out here doing the damn thing. Yeah, that's our community. So you get three free months of that and three free months of our daily texts. So this week's winner for leaving a review, and you can leave it on iTunes and leave your screen name, your IG name, or you can leave it on Spotify and send us a screenshot and a DM to Cosmic Rx. And that's what this person did. And this is Datura.astrology. Go give them a follow. Already obsessed with their account, just briefly looking at it. And they say, my cup is filled every episode with your blend of humor, information, and real world application. Thank you from this, oh, Aquarius sun, cat moon, Taurus rising. Okay, first of all, that is some no bullshit, high standards. That big three to do anything, I'm like, that is an honor. I bow to that. Like, Aquarius Sun, Cat Moon, Taurus Rising, those are high standards. So, and no bullshit, no, no sugar coating. So I'm like, wow, oh my God, that's an honor. So yeah, go um, well, go give them a follow if you want. And also go leave a review, go leave a rating. It really helps us out, helps again, keep this broadcast, this message, whatever it is here that we're doing, it sends it out to more people. So shall we talk about 
if astrology isn't real, what happened? You know, I love to tie in what's going on in the culture, in pop culture, in the world stage, and how does it reflect some of the astrology we're living through? Okay, so much happened this past week, and there was a little bit of South Node and Scorpio things happening in the news. I'm looking at you, debt ceiling crisis. We had talked about the South Node and Scorpio and the North Node and Taurus. Pay attention to things around taxes and debts really going into the main headlines this year. There was a lot of things that felt very Uranian as Uranus stationed direct on the 22nd. And I'll get into that in a moment. But you know what? One of you DM'd me, and actually a few of you did, and was like, can we get some astrology isn't real behind George Santos? And I really want to. First of all, even the astrology of George Santos is kind of of the moment. A lot of things happening, but I think about Neptune and Pisces. And we've talked a lot about like discernment being such an important word. And as Saturn goes into Pisces, we're going to see even more of that. And, you know, ever since Neptune went to Pisces, our culture has gotten more spiritual, definitely, but also like way more delusional, way more cults on the rise. Obviously, when Neptune was making a few significant transits this past year, we saw a big rise of like spiritual influencer scammers. And we've just seen a lot, right? Like this conspiracy theorists, all, all of this stuff. So I'm like, yeah, just George Santos kind of speaks to the moment of that. And I want to read his chart so badly, but I have no idea how to get his exact birth info. Also because the man lies about everything. So how the heck would I know his birthday and chart info? So I did look it up. It says July 22nd, 1988. I'm going to try and get a little more information on this. I ran a chart if the information I had would be correct. And, and I saw some things that were interesting. But please help a sister out. This you could slide in my DMs for at I am Maddie Murphy if you have more info on George Santos's birth chart. Okay, but moving on, let's uh, let's see what else happened this week. So Uranus stationed direct on January 22nd. Now, Uranus has felt like it's been standing still so close on top of us for a little while. And the day it's stationed direct, I don't know about you all, I felt great. The Aquarius new moon brought a new energy. And then the 22nd, things were just going haywire, going kooky in my life around me. And that that is part of that Iranian energy. It's like lightning bolt energy. It's a little bit of chaos. It's also things getting revealed. Uranus, like I said before, brings things to the masses. It brings things to light. And on that day, around that day, like the whole classified dock gate just keeps getting wilder. Now, Mikey Pence is brought into the mix. So if you missed it, you know, there was classified documents found at Pence's Indiana home. After last year, he basically, you know, said that he had a quote on file about like how no one should ever have classified documents. He would never absolutely did not ever have that there. So I'm like, okay, whatever this is like symbolic of all these classified docs, I don't know if it's just speaking to what we're going through with Pluto and Capricorn, Uranus and Taurus, South Node and Scorpio, but just showing us like all these people in power, they're all just like, they're all human. and They're all like, hypocritical and saying one thing so adamantly and then doing something else behind closed doors. So Uranus Direct brought that out. And then Uranus Direct also, again, we were talking about like Gemini social media and like the day-to-day what you consume. Uranus is like the virality of it 
or Uranus is like the innovation of the new ways that we have to communicate. And the day that Uranus Station Direct, a really interesting article came out, and this was in like Forbes and a few different news sources about the TikTok staff. Obviously, we've been seeing a lot of stuff about TikTok in the news. I think Madison Hawthorne, I believe, wants to ban it in the US. A lot of government offices, universities are banning the use of TikTok because of it, you know, being unsafe in terms of, you know, sharing information, data leaks, and just, you know, what TikTok is doing. Again, we know that like these apps, Facebook, Instagram are collecting a lot of data, but we really have no idea. And I think TikTok is, we know, kind of like doing that times 1 million, but we don't really know. We don't have the proof yet. Little things have come out. And I think part of Pluto and Aquarius is going to be emerging and showing us kind of the shadow energy of Aquarius things. Um, whenever Pluto shifts signs, that first few months of it, we see like what happened in the Pluto sign before that we kind of shove below the surface. A good example is Pluto and Sag. It was like more is more and more is more. Um, a lot of things came out in Pluto and Sag about like the Catholic Church. But Pluto and Sag was kind of like a time of a lot of excess in our country. And not thinking about the consequences and all of the uh, <laughs> Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, whatever, predatory lending and all that. And then we saw 2008, the moment Pluto moved into Capricorn, bam, housing crisis, economic collapse, and, and, and all of that, if anyone here was alive or old enough to remember 2008. So I think we're going to see a lot of things being revealed about how we interact with technology, innovation, um, the digital realm, AI, even some like, you know, scientific leaps forward we've made. And so this is kind of like a little bit of a preview for that. So TikTok confirmed that there are a certain level of key employees who can manually promote certain videos across the platform with this heating button, which bypasses the algorithm and sort of drives the TikTok experience. And this is interesting because people I know for a while have been talking about like, there's all these social media experts and people are trying to comment on like, how do people go viral on TikTok? How does that happen? And of course, some of it is just the, the nature of the algorithm. But clearly there are people in, you know, in this, according to this Forbes investigation, like six employees, I don't know if it's a specific number that can artificially expand the reach of specific videos, which just means that we think this is this like, what we want to see and why it's on there and like what's going on TikTok. Whereas always there are people with a mission, with an agenda, with an ulterior motive controlling that. So when we do think about some of these people who go viral, who are like, you know, I, we won't get too much into it now, but there's not the people going viral doing cool things, but there are a lot of people going viral that are sharing misogynistic, of extremely misogynistic views, extremely harmful views, things that are also maybe even not harmful, but just not like, you kind of wonder like, why is this person going viral? You kind of wonder what's the appeal. And so Uranus going direct and revealing that is just showing us, I believe, a preview of Pluto and Aquarius. I think this whole conversation around data and the attention economy and who's behind it and how we can, as consumers and people on the user end, like how do we begin to protect, empower, inform ourselves is going to be 
a much bigger conversation to have. So keep your eye out for that. Keep your eye out for stories in the news surrounding that. And then my last story wrapping up, I want to send Brittany love because I'm sharing the story, but it also makes me a little sad because I just know she is going through so much. But I did see that basically, again, a day or two after the Aquarius new moon, which is Brittany's natal moon, so that was her Aquarius new moon, she made a video talking about how she was changing her name to Red River and um, just sort of a, a blast post about not being able to get attention or be able to call her back. And she also had a very interesting shout out to Mars, the planet. And I thought that was interesting because of everything going on with Mars and Gemini right now. Very literal. And Red River is sort of a, a Martian name. But what I, you know, that was interesting about this is, of, of course, like if any of you have an Aquarius moon, that Aquarius new moon was a big one for you. It was the lunar new year. It was a really big new beginning. So if you had an Aquarius new moon, I hope you felt that. If you have an Aquarius moon, and, and for anyone, like the upcoming Pisces moon, people like myself will be experiencing our new moon next month. So there is sort of like a new emotional reset we feel around that time. And also as we go into the North Node in Aries, um, and while we have Jupiter in Aries kind of ushering us into that, the North Node in Aries, we'll, we'll be going through some Aries eclipses in April and the North Node will officially switch in July. I just think we're going to be seeing a lot of people who are doing things like changing their names, changing their identities, walking away from projects they've been working on for a long time to do something new. There's the sense of, of course, this big age of air, this big revolution that's happening. And then on the more personal level, the North Known Aries is like, I want to show up really like myself. I don't want to do the things that everyone expects of me or the ways things have been laid out for me. Or maybe I'm just tired of that other identity. And we're going to see a lot of shedding of identities, a lot of reclaiming of identities, identities being really just a central part of a lot of conversations. So I'm sending Brittany love. And to any of you who are looking to reclaim a part of yourself or bring out a part of your authentic self who doesn't want to hide anymore or dim their light, I'm encouraging you. Now is the time, baby. Let's do this. Also, happy pregnancy to, um, and baby, healthy baby birth in this Aquarius season to our Aquarius Paris Hilton. I believe, I didn't even look up this before. That just like popped in my head. I believe she's an Aquarius. Hold on. Yes, baby girl is an Aquarius, an Aquarius stellium, in fact. And so she birthed a beautiful baby during her solar and Venus return. How cool is that? So just blessings, blessings there. We love, we love to see it. Um, we love to see our Y2K queens killing the game and thriving. And I know she's been through uh, quite the journey. So speaking of quite the journey, let's segue into talking about the moon. So the moon, if you're new here, this is your emotional weather for the week. What can we expect to feel on the inner world and how can we use this lunar energy to just keep ourselves in the place of emotional centeredness? How can we use it to ground ourselves? How can we use it to give ourselves context of what we're feeling? So Friday, January 27th, this pod comes out, we'll have a last bit of our Aries moon energy, and that'll be until 6.42 p.m. Eastern time. So, so funny. The other day I was a Pisces moon and I literally felt like in my bones when I switched over to Aries moon. It goes just from like dreamy, ethereal, kind of soggy 
to just go mode, crisp, clear, let's do something, let's get after it. So you have this energy on Friday. So maybe finish up some stuff for the weekend, get some things done. I always love Aries Moon Days. Go fast, go far, do things on your own, independent projects. And also sometimes I'm like, use that Aries like direct initiative energy to do something you've been putting off. It'll feel good, I promise you. Free up some space for the weekend. And then we have Friday evening, then the moon moves into Taurus. So we have a Taurus moon weekend. I love that right through Monday morning at 3.30 a.m. So we have this delicious Taurus moon weekend. So I want all of you to bask in something that connects you to nature, to pleasure, to your body, to art. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, go, you know, get some plans. Talk to your current plans cook yourself some yummy food. I've been, for the first time in my life, experimenting with meal prepping. And I always thought it'd be boring, but it's actually so fun to go to the market, to go to the grocery store, to kind of go to this little co-op by me and and really like just get kind of lost in the kitchen for a few hours. It's amazing. And like just to show up for yourself and nurture yourself in some way, make a favorite meal from childhood or make a recipe like from somewhere else that you're like, you know, I've always wanted to make this cook- this cookbook, but it takes like four hours. I'm like, do it. It's a Taurus moon weekend. Slow and steady, baby. Maybe get a massage. Give yourself a nice like warm oil massage. Massage your calves, your feet, your little baby arches. Feels so good. Taurus moon weekend. Yeah, like get back to your art. Do something that just helps you. Again, remember like I always think of the Venusian aspects in astrology. It's like, what makes life worth living, right? Like what puts the color in between the black and white lines of life? So make time for that. We're just going to look out for Dan with an Aquarius sun, Taurus moon. Look out for being stuck or fixed in your own ways, old ways, an opinion. It's going to serve you to have some flexibility, to have some compromise going on when it comes to relating to others. So then Monday morning, we start off the week, Gemini moon, and we have that through Tuesday and through Wednesday until 3, 11 p.m. Eastern time. So this beginning of the week, Gemini moon energy, we know whenever we have a Gemini moon now, it's interacting with Mars. It's going to be in a trine with all of our Aquarius planets. And so the mind's going to be feeling buzzy. We're going to be feeling lit up like little seltzer bubbles, bloop, 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 ideas, innovation popping up to the surface. And again, you might be seeing things really clearly. This is a great time to work with others, collaborate, connect, do things that are, again, pushing some of your ideas, communication forward out in the world. We love that. Just really buzzy, lots of air, lots of new, 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 fresh energy. And what we're going to do is, of course, connect with others, but we're going to look out for Aquarius Moon, Gemini Moon Days. It might make us a little anxious. So we're going to make sure we get into our body or talk things out if we feel like they're like building up in our head and we're on that kind of like skipped you guys remember CDs, skip CD track of like thinking the same thing over and over again. So um, we want to get out of our head in some way those days too. Uh, and then we move into Wednesday afternoon, moon in Cancer, and that rounds out the week on Thursday. And Cancer Moon Days, you know, Aquarius Sun, Cancer Moon Days, I kind of like because Aquarius Sun, Aquarius season has us a little bit more detached in our emotional space, which is nice. It gives us a little room to breathe, to examine, to look at things around us without feeling maybe so pulled around by our emotional selves. But 
we still have them. Emotions are still there. They ain't, they ain't going nowhere. So I like to say like, okay, when we have those water moon, especially cancer moon days during an air season, it's nice to do a little emotional check-in, maybe a little purge, a little cleansing of house. But again, you still have that nice detached energy. So like you're doing that, but you're not getting pulled down or lost in it too much, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so Cancer Moon Days, feeling the feels, and then just looking out for, oh man, again, like it could just pull you into the, be present those days is what I'm going to say. Aquarius Moon, Aquarius Suns can pull us in the future. Cancer Moons can pull us in the past. So for those days, I want you to get, be excited for the future, see how we can transmute any unknown feelings into excitement. And then the days in the past, Cancer Moon, see what you can give gratitude for, see what you can say, okay, great, like I love that open to receiving more of that. And hey, maybe this other thing, I didn't love that, but I see what I had to learn from there. And then I want you to focus on staying radically present. All of your power is in the here and now, baby. So how to do that? And I'd be curious to hear, come join our community platform. Let us know, how do you cultivate presence? It is such, oh my God, being present is everything. It's, it's such a hard practice to understand. But when you hit those moments of presence, you do, you feel so powerful. So let's focus on that for those days. And that wraps up our moon, our energy report, our lunar weather, our emotional weather. Now let's talk about a little bit what's going on in the rest of the sky for the week and what we need to know about it. Okay, so the day before this podcast comes out, the 26th, Venus enters Pisces. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And then Mostly, I'm just going to be talking about things that are very centered around understanding Aquarius and Uranian energy, because for the week ahead, you know, next week's podcast, we'll be talking about the full moon in Leo, but this week, we just have things happening. We have a sun square Uranus, we have a Mercury trine Uranus, we have sun trine Mars, just having a lot of communication, especially in the sky about new ideas, new innovation, light bulb moments, eureka moments, the epiphanies. This is a lot of what this week is going to be about. So before we get into that, let's just talk about Venus and Pisces for a second, because Venus and Pisces is a really fun placement. And if it is your Venus sign, if you have a Venus in Pisces, happy Venus return. What is a Venus return in astrology? Well, Venus is when the planet Venus returns to the spot it was when you were born, the sign, and of course there's an exact date you can look up online. And it's essentially a time where you have like a rebirth, a birthday, an aha, but everything is planet rules, money, love, affection, possessions, beauty, aesthetics, values. And it brings you a lot of new opportunities for relationships, social growth, fulfillment, become really magnetic. It's like your heart goes through like an expansion moment. And it's a great thing during your Venus return to make new rituals, new commitments, new intentions around all those areas of life, love, beauty, money, relationships, values, and life just might feel a little extra sparkly. So again, congratulations if that's your Venus sign. And Venus in Pisces, what a Venus return to have. So we've been talking about all, we've been Venus in Aquarius uh, for the past few weeks, which again, really has our love. We look at our love through a little bit more of a detached angle. What are we doing? What's our common purpose in relationship? Maybe looking to the future in our relationships, in even like our money, financial planning. We're also looking at Venus and Aquarius of like the love of our friends and our friendships and how those are sort of also like our own, I think 
my friend Colin always says, like, during Venus and Aquarius, bring more romance to your friendships and more friendship to your romances. And I love that. And that's what we've been doing the past few weeks. But now with Venus and Pisces, oh my God, this is just like love is in the air, baby. Pisces is a sign that is ethereal, romantic, fantasy filled. This is like from January 26th to February 20th, we all get to fall a little bit under this enchanting spell, right? Which is so beautiful as long as we keep one foot in reality, always important. But yeah, we get to kind of fall in deeper love with ourselves. We get to create art. We get to really romance ourselves, romance our lives, and we get to feel more creative and dreamy. The love planet is so, you know, so-called exalted in this sign. So we all can be open to more magic and miracles. And again, like color and depth and texture in our relationships, sense of worth, sense of belonging, finances. And it's just a charmed energy. I think of Venus and Pisces is like a dream, you know, a fairy tale romance meets like just that magical energy of life when you have one of those days when you feel like you're just in synchronicity and the universe is winking at you and nodding at you. So all of your relationships have a chance to get a glow up during this transit. It's a great time to drop into compassion, empathy, and it's a great time to do things that are really romantic. Like, I don't know, make a picnic for yourself in your apartment, like get out some candlesticks, go over the top with it, get dressed up like a fabulous, I don't know, a Parisian woman and get way too dressed up to go to like a museum or something. Have everyone wonder, where, where are they going after? It's a great time to also drop into like spiritual healing around relationships. Again, as we start to get closer to Pisces season, it's the last sign of the Zodiac. And we're just looking to clear out, close out, cleanse out anything from the past zodiacal year that began last March. So you might have a chance to do some heart healing you know, with someone's help, with a healer, a facilitator, or on your own. And um, Venus and Pisces is a great time to, yeah, to, have, to have some crush energy, to make some art. Dr. Seuss was a Pisces and Venus and Pisces allegedly. And I know, obviously, like, of course, weird problematic things came out about Dr. Seuss. But in just in terms of some of that like childlike sense of optimism and play and almost fantastical energy is very like, yeah, like Seussian. So thinking about that, the only thing we want to look out for during Venus and Pisces is that discernment piece. The Tinder swindlers of the world and the what was that guy from West Elm last year? Oh my God. Like Brent from West Elm or that TikTok hustler, you know, Venus and Pisces, we can all have a little bit of like beer goggles on for when it comes to love. So we just want to have that like staying clear, staying in discernment. And also just knowing the difference of like loving someone and offering them support and helping them versus feeling like you have to fix or completely carry someone or be like martyr in your relationship. So that's Venus and Pisces. And then again, the rest of the week, it's idea after idea, clarity, crispness. Um, you might even want to keep like an idea journal nearby. But for all those transits I just mentioned, basically the theme is we're doing lots of, like I said, stuff that's connected to Uranus. So we're thinking about all of this energy, you know, the mythology of Uranus, if you've never looked into it, is very interesting. In Greek mythology, they say, you know, out of chaos, primordial chaos, came the earth. And the earth was birthed out of chaos. And then Uranus, Uranus, the earth birthed Uranus. And Uranus was, you know, the sky, the heavens. 
in the um, original like story of the Greek gods. So Uranus bringing out like the heavens ideas, and then Uranus. This is where Greek mythology is weird. It's like Gaia Earth birthed Uranus, and then fertilized the earth and birthed the first titans out of this like Gaia Uranus partnership. So Uranus is sort of if you think about it from the mythology perspective. There is like this crackling electricity. If Gaia Earth is you, know, I think about very like Taurus energy, earthy, abundant, fertile sort of divine feminine energy, Uranus is sort of this like action, go, lightning bolt. And it really connects us to the people, right? And Aquarius is co-ruled by Saturn and by Uranus. And so the Uranus energy I want us all to think about this week is what are the ahas I'm having now? And maybe it's an old idea that's resurfaced where you're seeing it come through with more crispness, more clarity. I had a call this week with an amazing cohort I'm joining of these people who are just so doing just doing such incredible work in the world. It's sort of reignited for me just some things that I'm really passionate about. But you know, life takes us away from things in times. Life builds up a certain like like residue or like builds up like we have a dream, we have a vision, and things get on the windshield of life. Fog builds up, grime builds up, we get little bugs on the windshield. And there's moments like now in Aquarius season where we get to cleanse that windshield and remember, oh, right, this is why I'm doing this. This is what lights me up. This is what makes me connect into that lightning bolt energy. And then we also talk about Uranus is about reaching the masses. And we're just going to have more opportunities for virality, for connecting. As we go into this Aquarius energy, we're really seeing sort of the switch up of the celebrity. And again, this started in when Saturn moved into Aquarius in May 2020. We've had social media for a while, but I feel like it was something about the pandemic in our overlapping with like the real big rise of TikTok that used to be formerly known as Musical.ly, especially during that time of being home. I feel like a lot of people got into TikTok when they were home. Everyone's like, that's a kid's app. And then everyone's like, here I am, like, making dances, showing up, doing these videos, doing these lip sync bits, or learning, North Known Gemini, learning about really big topics in life in these really 60 second, 90 second, like, bites of videos. So Uranus energy, we really saw during that time, this Aquarian energy, like the shifting of the celebrity power dynamic. Of course, people still do put celebrities on a pedestal, but we see it happening. It's just different now. We're seeing less and less where we're seeing celebrities be more relatable. Um, and we're seeing the rise of the everyday celebrity, of the person, right, who can reach now back. When I was growing up, when I was a teenager, there's no way, like, I could have made something and reached 15 million people. Like, I, I mean, unless I, like, did something, like, insane through Times Square or something. Maybe if I went to TRL with Carson Daly and caused a ruckus, but even that, like, it would have been shut down. Like, so it's just, it's just thinking about, like, this access, this moment we have. And again, we're seeing it with even, like, the shifting of the conversation about the royals, which is a very Leo energy as we go into Pluto and Aquarius. There's just this sort of, like, democratization of access, of attention. And so, essentially, I'm telling you, you all have the ability to broadcast a message and something I want you to think about this week during Aquarius season is what is that message? What are we saying with that? What are we saying? Like this goes back to Taurus, Mama Gaia. What are our values? What do we value? 
What is the new earth we want to create? That mythology story of Uranus and Gaia is just an example to look at. Like, what is this new world we're birthing? And we talk a lot about burning it down, tearing down the structures, but something, an invitation I'm always thinking about and I'm extending to you is like, what are we building in its place? And I want you to pay attention to the ahas, to the vision. I want you to write down like three things you want to see in this ideal new world, because we focus so much on things we don't want and the pain and the suffering that led us to this point. And that's all very valid. And it's important. Oh my God, is it important to tell those stories and to track that and to record that so we don't do it again. But it's also important to have like the visionary energy of like, okay, what are we moving towards? What's next, right? What's the new earth? So just some things to think about with that. Also on a personal level, you can look at where you have Aquarius in your chart. And I want you to think about like, the house you have Aquarius is, is maybe like you, where you might get some plot twists or unexpected invitation or opportunities or surprises, or you might try some new things, meet new people. So by knowing that you can just be open, open to saying yes, right? Going around the wheel of your chart. If you have Aquarius in the first house, new things about your identity coming through your physical self, second house, money opportunities, opportunities to bring value third house, communication, teaching, writing, fourth house, home, family, fifth house, creativity, self-expression, fertility, sixth house, your daily routines, your rituals, um, the day-to-day of your sacred work, seventh house, your partnerships, your relationships, eighth house, your sense of personal power, intimacy, um, also bigger sources of money, ninth house, your higher vision, higher learning, travel, 10th house, your career, public image, ambition, 11th house, your networks, your communities, and your vision, especially as it relates to progress. And then 12th house, to your spiritual self, to your soul, to the things that were unearthing from your heart, from your spirit, and how we can kind of use that to step into more wholeness. So just a little really quick, like a 60 second ride through the Zodiac wheel, but check where you have Aquarius in your chart and be like, where is there going to be maybe an aha, a revelation, a new opportunity, a ways to think about things differently. And just how can I be open? That's why I love astrology. It just is like, I don't know why. Do you guys remember that old cartoon? This is really old. This was old when I was growing up, Mr. Magoo. But it's like Mr. Magoo's little cartoon who like walks around like blind. And and I think the point of it is like, he kind of like, nearly misses disaster all the time. (laughs) Anyway, I think about like when we don't know astrology, we're kind of walking through the world like that. Like maybe we're 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 doing okay. Like we're dodging some things, but we're not aware of all the amazing things that are happening too, because those Mr. Magoo type incidences are also like in an astrological sense, they also could be invitations for change for new uh, shifts, for thinking about things differently. And when we know that, we can be aware of it and be open and be like, I'm ready and I can see it and look out for that. So that is happening. And then just again, where we have Aquarius in the chart, I also want you to think about, we only have six weeks until Saturn leaves Aquarius. So Saturn has been sitting there in that same part of your chart, plus any planets you have there since May of 2020, formerly December 2020, but we started to feel it. And like, so what is that sort of pressure you've been under in that part of your chart to grow, to change, to add new structures, to build new skills, 
to essentially like grow up in that part of your chart, reflect on what you've learned and also now knowing that you're going to have that weight lifted. Like people who, like my life wizard, who train with like a weighted vest on, what would it feel like in that part of your chart to have now someone cut that weighted vest? And you can see, wow, like I've been doing this with that extra added weight, that extra added burden. And now I get to see how fast, how far I can go, how strong I am. And yeah, it was a struggle and it was hard, but I've gotten used to it. And I'm a different person than I was in May, 2020. And so just, I want you to think about that, especially all in the context of the Aquarian themes of your vision, of your community, of again, believing in something, even if only you can see it, of how you want to do things differently from people around you, from your, maybe your family stories, um, just where you want to carve out a life that really is uniquely and wholly your own. So that's where I'm going to leave you for this week, but keep the love coming. And speaking of Aquarius things, come join our Cosmic Rx Plus platform so we can continue the conversation. Thank you all for being here, for being part of my Aquarian vision of a different type of community. It means so much to me that you're here. And of course, DM me at I am Maddie Murphy with any of your you know astrology shares or come join our platform and maybe tag us at the Cosmic Rx if you're having any ahas or Aquarian <laughs> downloads. And of course, if anybody gets their hands on George Santos' birth chart, please hit me up and see you next week. In the meantime, wrapping you in so much love and so much stardust and bringing in prayers and blessings for all of us for big fat checks and hot juicy sex. Mwah. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.